Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, Linda. Hi, Dawn. How are you? I'm doing great. So take me through, you know, this is, um, you know, we're learning more details about this. I know that they had filed it late last week and we're getting the details of this. But ultimately, conservatives, Pennsylvania Freedom Caucus saying, wait a minute, this is a, a civil rights issue. It's a constitutional issue. Can you take me through what you're writing about? Sure. Well, um They are basically saying what Josh Shapiro, Governor Josh Shapiro did in September was uh, unconstitutional. Um, He put through, um, I guess, an executive order, you could call it, over um, allowing people to automatically be registered to vote when they register to get their driver's license or a state ID. Um, Of course, they could ask what party they want to be or if they want to be an independent, yet um, that didn't used to be. Um, They they could register if they wanted to, but it it took it from um, a voluntary thing where it was their idea to register Mm -hmm. to where the state is saying, um, we'll register, we'll help you. So... um, the legislators are saying that this is unconstitutional because they needed to pass a law first, not just let the governor, you know, decide it with his uh, pen and phone <laughs> to paraphrase Obama. Mm-hmm. Um, now, of course, the governor's office and um, Al Schmid, the Pennsylvania Secretary of State, say, no, 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 we were right to do this. Of course, it's constitutional. We're doing it. So um, there it is. And the funny thing is that these Republican lawmakers have filed this lawsuit, even though there's more Republicans, more people registering as Republicans through this process Mm -hmm. than Democrats. So, you know, it's not as if it's not benefiting the Republicans at the moment. So I know that the U.S. Justice Department at this point has declined any comment. Have, you know, they've been asked repeatedly for some kind of comment. And ultimately, I think back when another Democrat governor, Tom Wolf, uh, was accused of overreach, at, you know, executive overreach. Ultimately, that went to a vote and the people of Pennsylvania essentially put a leash on then Governor Wolf, but that stands for future governors, whether they're Republican, Democrat, etc. So does that, in part, does that, you know, vote by the people of Pennsylvania trying to rein in the executive powers of our governor, 
do you feel that will be at play in this case? Well, that's a good point, Dawn, but I don't think it affects this case because that was when Governor Wolf was um, having these executive orders under an emergency declaration for COVID. So, and this isn't an emergency. This is just um, maybe it's their more routine. Uh, so, yeah. so ultimately, as, as far as how this goes, and I know um, it names officials at the PA Department of State like Al Schmidt, and so he's, you know, in their official capacity. So it's not like they're they're um, accusing him personally right. or anything. Um, they're asking a federal judge to take the case and issue an injunction to stop this. And um, I was trying to check this morning bef- before I spoke to you uh, about um, if there's a hearing scheduled yet, but I haven't heard back on that. But that's, you know, a judge will have to rule whether or not um, this is going to go anywhere. Exactly. And and so ultimately, something like this would be, you know, what happens if this goes through the courts? Would it, would it impact... It, so it would definitely have an impact on the next, the no, upcoming, for example, November election, correct? If, well, if, sure. If, if they, there's an injunction, they'll have to stop immediately uh, registering. They'll have to, you know, throw out the whole thing and just stop um, until they're, after the injunction, there will be a hearing on the matter and um, then the judge would rule. So, um, but they would have to stop until that final ruling came. Uh, with the automatic registration. And the lawsuit, among other things, it's saying that the actions taken by by Biden and Shapiro, um, as well as the guidance and directives issued by the PA Department of State, be declared unconstitutional, that the two leaders in the state agency be enjoined from, quote, engaging in any actions which support their unconstitutional efforts to subvert Pennsylvania election law. So ultimately here, my question is, do you see, I know it, the suit was actually filed in the U.S. District Court in central Pennsylvania, but ultimately yeah. this could be a case, Linda, that takes us all the way that goes up to the Supreme Court of the United States of America beyond beyond here? Well, that's true. Um, and it might have um, ramifications for other states that have similar programs. I think there's like around uh, a handful of other states that are also doing this. And so ultimately, what's your take on this one? Do you feel that they, in all your coverage of cases like this one, do you feel like they have a, a pretty sound case here? They're saying the executive branch does not have this this kind of power to wield in the first place, and the legislature must, in fact, put it into law. Well, I think it'll be an interesting test on um, the governor's executive power. And, um, I mean, there's other things that he's done, too, like the uh, Reggie, uh, which is um, that environmental one where he wants to uh, impose, uh, and it started under Wolf, too. And that that case is pending before the state Supreme Court, uh, where um, we would be taxed through our electric bills 
to pay for uh, various green programs. So that's another executive order where when Shapiro was running, he wasn't sure that he would go forward with it. And then he then he got into office and decided he would. So, um, you know, we'll see if it's I think it could be a test of the executive power of the governor, whether that can be reined in or not. But also in this lawsuit, Linda, they're also saying that that Biden in his um, executive order, and you quoted this, you know, requiring all federal agencies to develop a plan to, quote, increase voter registration, increase voter participation. They're trying to tie Biden's, you know, his executive orders to the executive orders of Shapiro and saying, in essence, they're one and the same. So I think they're going for the state's rights type of a, of a lawsuit constitutional argument that in fact it has to go through your legislature yeah i agree definitely well you and i are basically old school journalists where we basically tell the facts in our stories and we try to keep our opinions out of it but evidently there is a new school of journalists that are activists Mm -hmm. and um Unfortunately, that seems to be what's going on yeah. lately, and um, I, I think maybe this was the case. Now, I don't know this reporter. You know, I've never had any dealings with her myself, and she denied um, Leach's allegations when the when the suit first came out. She denied it. So, um, but the, her her paper basically settled. So. Mm-hmm. You know, basically, they wouldn't they wouldn't settle something easily. I think right. if you know they would they would fight it. Right. Well, ultimately, I think you know, for for as far as your reference, Linda, I think that somebody who would influence a source to come forward and basically, if if you're if if, if somebody's if somebody's approached and then the information is manipulated for some kind of an agenda i.e. the Me Too movement, which is not really even political. He's a Democrat we're talking about here. To me, I just think it's it's ultimately not even bias. It's somebody who's willing to lie. And and I, I just can't imagine that somebody who's influenced to lie has that kind of a impact on a paper like the Inquirer would get hired again. Bottom line. Um, yeah, I... I I do believe she's still working for another publication. <laughs> so, um, wow. Yeah. But um, the whole thing with the Me Too movement seems to have died off, though. So you don't hear much about it anymore. And that's the shame of it. That's just the shame of it, that everything is so politicized. So then it just feels like, ultimately, they, they wanted the Me Too movement around, not not for not for the reasons that that maybe we should explore that and talk about, for example, rape kits that aren't being funded. That's still going on, things of that nature. So there's no solution to it. What it shows me is that people, and in this case, it it was mostly Democrats, when you think of the Kavanaugh hearings, all of that, it was convenient, it was convenient for a political, a politically motivated, divisive situation and they needed it as a weapon. And as soon as, soon as that went away, then, well, they just ignore 
they just ignore real rape victims or real victims of sexual assault or discrimination. That's my take. Yeah, I think you're probably right. It's Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. The, things have moved on to uh, to uh, other cudgels they can, they can use on their opponents, right? Yeah. Well, I think we should we should all learn from that. And again, this is a case where it's against a person who was a state senator, was a Democrat. So I'm not make I'm not even trying to make this. We're, we're not making this political in any way, but just rather pointing out how ultimately political parties uh, it, things can get pretty ugly, and they will. They will stoop to new lows, I think, in the in the divisive partisan political game that they play. And even in this one, whether somebody's a real rape victim or a fake rape victim, they don't care. They just want to use it to their advantage. That's that's horrible. Yeah. And um, Leach, meanwhile, is trying to move on with his life. But he said that even now. Like his kids were teenagers, he told me when this happened. And it was horrible for them because other kids in school started picking on them about it and stuff, of course, you know, how kids can be. And then um, now, even now, like they say, if, you know, he meets their significant others, um, they say, don't, t- don't ever tell anybody you were a state senator because they'll Google it and find this out. So, I mean, even now it's impacting his life. But his own party, I mean, I know that back in 2019, the Senate Democrats did their own investigation of him, and they reported, right. they were, so they threw him under the bus. I mean, they said that Leach engaged in workplace humor that was unquestionably sexual in nature, but they said that he didn't do anything such as federal discrimination. Nobody alleged that he that that humor was towards somebody he didn't touch anybody that was basically what they came up with but they still kind of threw him under the bus did they not they did they sure <laughs> did <laughs> man it's it's a nasty it's an ugly business on both sides all right linda stein what are you working what's up next what are you working on next oh my gosh um there are like more stories that i can I shake a stick stick at um well, I do want to, the parties have endorsed um, their candidates for 2024 around the county. So I want to uh, look into who's running for uh, Congress in the counties and um, other other state offices. So that's something I'm going to be working on. Um, 
and there's just like so many stories. There's there's more stories. I know. There's never enough time. Linda Stein, but it keeps it interesting. Yes, thank never you. a dull moment. Delaware Valley Journey, thank <laughs> Journal, thank you so much, Linda. Really appreciate you. All Star Closer, Kenley Jansen. We have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.